0: I don't think there's many couples that go into business together who could say they complement each other so well and lift each other up. I think very often the worst thing a couple can do is go into business together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today, I've got Emily Pike, and we're talking about the small business struggle. Emily, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast.
1: Hi, Joel. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Just for my benefit, let everyone know who you are, the name of your business and what you do.
1: Okay, so hi everyone. I'm Emily Pike, as Joel mentioned. Um, and I'm the co-founder, along with my beautiful fiance Liz, of a performance underwear range called Bare Thrills. Um, so we launched Bare Thrills in March this year from Australia. Uh, Tasmania Australia actually it's my mum's house (laughs) she's our warehouse lady Um, whilst we're living in New Zealand in Wellington New Zealand for for work so we've just launched a business uh, almost over six months ago and um, yeah just just on that journey at the moment of being a small business owner brand new to the industry the e-commerce industry Um, although we have entered a few retailers but Um, yeah, we're just brand new to this world and here here for the journey, here for the roller coaster, I guess.
0: Nice. So, Bear Thrills is a performance underwear brand. Um, It's a really cool brand, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) But um, for the uninitiated like me, what is performance underwear?
1: Great question, because that could mean, I guess, many different things based on someone's interpretation. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, so performance to us is um all about training exercise having a demanding job and having to perform at your best uh an active lifestyle for for many um people we we do only have a women's range at the moment um so when i say people that's mainly directed towards women Mm -hmm. um so performance is really just trying to to do your best perform at your best and really being there to support you to do so. So it, it's our underwear is designed specifically for sweaty workouts. Um, as mentioned, people with demanding jobs, active lifestyles. They're quick-drying, moisture-wicking, breathable, comfortable, and they're made from a pre-consumer activewear-grade recycled fabric. Um, so we basically took the idea, and my partner and I, this is where our journey began. We're very much so active women. Mm -hmm. and the diversity in how we train uh, could be Pilates, could be CrossFit, could just be a high-intensity workout, running our dog, um, or even just keeping up with our busy lifestyles like everyone kind of has. And then we just decided that we could never find underwear that was really specifically designed for that. And the ones that were, we tried them, we tested them, we weren't happy with them, they didn't last. The material started to really just... Um, not be able to keep up with exactly what we needed it to do. So we, that's where our journey began. We decided to develop our own, and we really, the question that really sparked it all was, why do we put so much thought into the fit, feel and function into our active wear, like the tights we squat in for women, the sports bras that we run in to make sure we're supported, uh, even the types of shoes that we we wear for different types of activities, but our underwear is often an afterthought. And so then that's where our journey began. and we really took it to that next level by originally going to underwear manufacturers, but them still not hitting the exact key points that we were after. So then we turned and pivoted and now um, our underwear is manufactured by a activewear manufacturer because it makes sense. It's, it's an activewear grade um, material.
0: So how, how did you get to this point? What's your background? and you know it's a fair leap to start a business in a space that is incredibly competitive maybe not in underwear but the activewear space is incredibly competitive so how how did this happen
1: uh oh absolutely and i I see a lot of brands and there's only a few brands that i wear but if you googled activewear or sportswear or gym gear Mm. you're going to just be absolutely pumped with i guess a plethora of, yeah. Um, yeah. options and that and that's for, for almost every type of training style and that's where we're a little bit different so we've niched down yes the underwear markets quite flooded and yes the active wear markets quite flooded but now we've kind of combined them and made active underwear is what we call it or performance underwear and it's just really specifically designed as is active wear um, for those types of demanding sweaty workouts And so we've just really found our market, found a niche, uh, and it's something that we definitely needed. And launching our first product, so basically we tested the market with just one to make sure that other people wanted it as much as what we did uh, because it's always a good idea to test the market. You come up with this idea and you think, oh, everyone's going to love it, and turns out it's only a few people like your mum and your dad and yourself that love it. (laughs) So it's a really good idea to to test the market like that. So we did and women, um, a lot of women really come up to us or message us and they say, what an excellent idea. I've always needed comfy underwear for the gym or there's nothing worse than having uncomfortable underwear for the gym. And then that's where now we've really honed in on it. Uh, So tested with the first product, now beginning to um, test and evaluate uh, our second product and really just expanding in a performance undergarments brand.
0: So what, what did you do before this? That's kind of what I was getting at is how, how did this happen?
1: Um, so my partner and I we both work in government Yeah. Uh, for the Australian government. Um and our jobs are quite demanding. Um like we get uh sent all over the world for for our job, or sometimes even just when we're back in Australia, it's also quite demanding. Um so then my partner's been in for over 15 years uh, in the government and I've been in for over 10, uh, just hit my 10. And so then that's where we really had to explore this area because no, not only are we quite active, but also our jobs are quite active. Yeah. So then that's really, yeah. So the, and that's even just the day-to-day hustle and bustle that a lot of people deal with. So that could just be for an active woman, just, um, you know, uh, even a stay-at-home mum probably burns off more calories than someone that goes to the gym because of how busy they are. And yeah. everyone requires supportive, comfortable underwear. So, yeah, that's that's really the history of where we came from and why we actually built the product and now it's into the brand, Bear thrills that you know today.
0: So in terms of um, the small business struggle and getting something like this off the ground, obviously working in government to launching an e-commerce brand is a big a big jump how did you go about choosing the platform you wanted to use stock management understanding how to get it out there in front of people all these things that probably hold a lot of business owners back
1: yeah absolutely i think that the biggest thing is just really getting started so for me i've I've always had this like entrepreneurial thirst i call it um where i've always just so i i view my job in the government as a, a really great safety blanket i guess it's a solid career it provides an income that can afford my lifestyle um not that i have an expensive lifestyle but <laughs> can afford a roof over my head and food in my stomach um so i think that the biggest scariest point was that we're not surrounded by people that are entrepreneurs or small business owners in mm. what we do so If you have an idea or if you have this really general interest in it, the first thing I did was start to look up courses, start to look up uh, mentors, who could really teach me exactly what I wanted to know. And this was before I actually had the idea of, I've had many ideas, I actually have a notebook full of ideas. And then that's where I really knew that uh, my first business that I wanted to start is a product-based business. Uh, Not knowing what that was, but then that idea came later, uh, and then it's really about surrounding yourself with people that you kind of want to be on the same journey as, or they're at a level in which you could see yourself growing too. So that's what I, I really had to do. Um, my partner, she's not very business minded, such as myself. Um, and then this was all really stemmed from what I wanted. But she's got so many strengths to bring to the party. Um, and Ideally, they are actually all my weaknesses. So it works really well for us. And now she's at a point where she's absolutely loving it. And we both uh, find a balance between being engaged and being together for almost five years to um, being business partners. And we're really trying to find that balance at the moment. So I guess we surround ourselves with that as well, just being she's part of that environment where I've just found that they – lift us up and um help us on our path that we're supposed to be in so yeah that's that's how we got onto this path
0: (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome so i don't think there's many couples that go into business together that could say they complement each other so well and lift each other up i think i think very often the worst thing a couple can do is go into business together so (laughs) that's really cool um what's kind of next then if you've got Obviously, you've got the platform sorted, you've started to to create products. What's on the horizon?
1: Um, So currently, we're sold within Australia and New Zealand, so we'd like to expand into other countries. But I think it's really important to nail down in on one market and one product really well and then expand. So whether or not that's quite safe, I'm not sure but also we're completely self-funded so it's not like we can just go and purchase millions of pairs of underwear and sell it to the world um but i think that it's really great to right now we're growing a community we're supporting uh, local events as many as we can um we're actually holding our own event soon uh, at the end of this month and just to really grow that brand awareness mm-hmm. uh the second thing is obviously new products so we're testing all of that and then Hopefully the expansion into our men's range within, uh, I'd like to say 18 months, but probably two years with the rate that we're going. Um, and really just growing a global brand. So growing a global um, brand that everyone knows is the go-to workout or performance underwear range that they would choose for their for their workouts or their busy lifestyles. That's really what's on the horizon. And we'd love to innovate within the space. The last innovation within the underwear space um, is leg proof and period proof um, of that of note and that is is just a huge step forward in the underwear market um, but we've got two niches that we get to really put together and see how we can propel performance of of the athlete or of the everyday human and uh yeah we really want to innovate within that space
0: so this is obviously a marketing podcast what have you what tactics have you used so far to get yourself out there
1: um, so as I mentioned, we're completely self-funded. So we've got a small business budget, and buying stock and starting a business isn't always the cheap, uh, like a very cheap thing to do. Um, some people can do it a lot cheaper than others. Um, so the the best thing that I found um, was I like to. Reach out to people. That's one thing. That's one thing that doesn't cost you much. So I started a LinkedIn account, uh, reached out to a lot of editors. Um, But I also found that there's a few free sources out there. So there's one that's called, which you may have heard of, Joel, a reporter Mm out. So you sign up to those, you get three emails a day, and it is reporters from all around the world requesting information um, from – it could be all topics specific, so there's a lot that doesn't apply to us. Uh, And there's a lot that are extremely niche, but I I guess once a week, once a month, a few times a month, sorry, there's probably one that does apply to us and then you'll write to them and then they choose out of everyone that obviously responds. So that's a free option for everyone, um, the three emails a day. Uh, I've also gone onto a site where it's called LinkBee. You write up a pitch and the pitch goes to whichever publications that you choose. Uh, it's only, you only have to pay if it's accepted and then it's a uh, click per cost type of pay. So you set that, could be at $1.50, it could be at $2. So the more it is, the more likely the publication is to approve and say, yep, we'll write something about this on email or something about this on our website or however they want to put that source of information out there. But then that's something that you can use over and over and over again um, like we have And then I like to network. Networking is a huge thing. So recently, I've been in um, Beam Magazine in Australia a few times, and that's really just from a network that's completely free. That's because it's other small business owners wanting to support other business owners, and there's always someone out there that's willing to give you that that opportunity. If all you've got to do is just sell them, sell them the story and sell them the vision and take your ideas to them and a lot of people get as excited as what you do if you can show how confident and how excited and how pumped you are about your business and your idea um, and then we, we did try facebook and instagram advertising that was really hard our, our small business budget wasn't big enough to drown out any of the noise uh, so we, we cut that away after about four or five months uh, we now have just started TikTok advertising uh, two weeks ago, so I can't really comment too much on that because uh, we haven't gotten as much data in that way. So, and now we're just building on our platforms really, so just that brand awareness uh, organically through Instagram, Facebook, and um, TikTok.
0: Amazing, amazing, yeah! TikTok will fly for you guys, and I think uh, YouTube ads will be your next one. That's uh, yeah, you reckon YouTube ads? Yeah, is, is the so much room to play there. Um, hard, hard with e-commerce to not get eaten up on Facebook uh, when you're yeah. starting out. But then down the line, when you've got website traffic and audiences built up that you can retarget, it, it'll be crazy. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to
1: that. Looking forward to it. Uh, and
0: I love those uh, tips. The um, you know help a reporter out. I think that no one's ever mentioned that on the podcast before. And yeah, yeah, it's an easy tip. Um, and anything like that where you can do outreach to people who are actively looking for help so that there's like a value swap that's that's massive so what, what's been what's been the biggest struggle so far
1: um so we, we are quite new so seven months we've been launched i think that there's, there's been a few struggles but the biggest one is really I guess dealing with manufacturers. So finding a manufacturer in the beginning was really extremely hard. So you can go to Alibaba and you could put uh, a request out there and then they can all reach out to you, but then you get flooded. I didn't like that. (laughs) And um, they're all promising the world, but uh, I didn't really know what I wanted. So I I guess clarity is the biggest thing that I had to go and seek. So I had to really get these 3D renders made up of the underwear because the samples that we were receiving were just not what we wanted and I thought that my word picture that I had given them was was good enough but um, obviously there's sometimes a bit of a language barrier. There's also sometimes you can't hear tone with text or maybe I, I, I definitely wasn't talking the manufacturing language in general because I didn't know what I was really doing. I just knew what I wanted. In my head, I had this vision uh so clarity is the biggest thing uh with manufacturers and then if you were to write out, actively reach out to 10 um manufacturers i think i heard back from two so we were just really lucky that the one that we have now was one of the ones that uh, responded so that's that's an a plus there and um but then it's really going through the sample stage all over again and then once liz and i found the underwear that we This is the style that we want. These are the seams that we want, which was really quite important. This is the weight of the material. This is the type of material. Then we had to undergo uh, more testing to make sure that it wasn't just fit for our bodies Mm -hmm. because size doesn't matter, but sizing matters. And it's really important that it's. we're saying it's fit for function, but we wear it for the types of training that we do, but then someone might go and run a marathon in them and go, oh, no, then they're actually not fit for that. So – we tested them over 15 athletes of all different body sizes. So our sizing goes from um, size four, uh, AUD, and I think that's, um, sorry, Oz, New Zealand, and UK, I think that they all roll off the same sizing, way out to size 22. And so we had 15 athletes test those or active active humans, and then they put them through their paces. So they a marathon was running them, actually an aquathon was as well, so they are worn under a wetsuit. Um, some CrossFit athletes, wore them during competitions. We had some rowers. So, you know, I just said go wild for two weeks and wash them, dry them as, as best you can, obviously not um, air drying, uh, sorry, only air drying, <laughs> and um, and just really then we'll come together in a focus group and you can tell us exactly what you think. And so then that's where our first range was born from. So it wasn't just our opinion on that. It was It was the opinion of 15 other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the biggest, hardest hurdle that we've had to come across. So we still get some women today that because we have a, um, our seam placement is the biggest thing that we pride ourselves on and we actually own the pattern to that in Australia and it's pending within the US. Uh, we're completely seamless um, in the back the bit that goes between the cheeks and that's just so it remains nice and soft and uh, agile whenever your body's moving and then we've put the seam around the fronts um, to prevent as much rolling as possible and, and down the front of the legs um, and all those seam placements there's reasons for those but some women might not like how they are some women might just like it 100% seamless which you still can't see these under tights so now we're still dealing with the I guess getting the feedback now after it's six months have passed and really just making the adjustments where we can. And so then that's the next biggest thing, uh, getting in all the feedback. And a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs will probably agree. We all say, give us feedback, give us feedback, but we're actually not that great at taking feedback on our baby, on something that we've just been working 12 months to develop, but I'm getting better at that too.
0: (laughs) I find... um Unsolicited feedback is the worst, where you haven't asked for it and somebody gives you feedback. That That's really difficult to deal with. But it's really empowering when you ask for feedback, just it takes about two days to feel like that. So, <laughs> so we run a live event and we ask for feedback at the end and people give very honest feedback and I always think, Bloody hell! And then, and then two days later, I settled down and think, actually, yeah, that's a really good idea. I'll, I'll look at little yeah. a bit more.
1: Yeah, I think it's always great to have like a business partner there because I think Liz, I've been underwear's my life now, mm-hmm. and I've been in the deep, dark depths of the underwear world and creating this. Where she's always been a little bit of a step back, like because she's studying uh, for university, she's hasn't got as much time as what I do at the moment. Um, so it's really good to have her to kind of balance it out and just say no. Look, like this is this is good. This is where we can start to have a look at it. While I'm in the corner having a mental breakdown, no, not really. <laughs> I'm just
0: sometimes really, struggling.
1: yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: we all, we all awesome. get there. We all get there. That, that's the reality of business. Is is, is. Um, the skill that you learn the most, especially early doors, is resilience. It's yes,
1: it's Yeah. That's it. Absolutely.
0: So I've got two more questions for you. I ask every question these guests are pretty off kilter, especially for performance underwear. But the first one, what's the best mistake you've ever made?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, the best mistake that I've ever made, I guess, would be, um, I would say that, for me, it's accidentally stumbling upon some coaches or some mentors that have really been really inspiring to me and um, signing up to them. But it was I was never meant to be, uh, I guess, in that seminar. Um, I, I, I was passing and they said, do you want to win a competition? I said, sure. And then that led on to... I guess that that's their marketing way. And then that led on to uh, like a two-week life coaching course, which really pivoted my life uh, back into the end of 2019 when the world had just kind of, the whole landscape had just changed and I had no direction. And I guess that, that would be the the best mistake I ever made, which was being in that spot at that one time, which then has such a pivotal effect on my life and really gave me direction and it is basically why the brand is where it is today, or I even launched a business. And I even had the confidence to launch a business because I just had someone, it was a like a two week course, and sometimes you just need that clarity from someone else, someone else that that knows uh, not always better, but just knows different things and sometimes yeah. better. Um yeah, I think that, that that's what comes to mind right now.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that happens to a lot of us in business where maybe, um, I guess there's a perception that mentors and coaches, sometimes you're like, well, if you're so good at business, why aren't you just out there running some businesses? And then um, when you get to know some mentors, and like my mentors and coaches, they are out there running businesses. They just mentor and coach as well. And, yeah. and the things that you learn, the things you stumble across, and the best bit is you're essentially paying to learn from somebody else's mistakes. So you don't have to make them and it's, it's a game changer. It's a really smart way to accelerate the growth of your business. So final question, what's your favorite film and why?
1: Um, for some reason, the first thing that came to mind was Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Um, and I think no one's ever
0: said that, so yeah,
1: I and I'm not really sure, I just said whatever came to my mind, and I think that's because that's a film I watched so much as a kid. Um, there's not many films that I will watch more than I guess twice, like that's still a big call. There's some that I probably wouldn't watch more than once. Um, I, I do like movies, but now there's like any options that i guess that's the only one that's really come to mind um i suppose you might have been expecting like maybe a business movie or
0: (laughs) no it's really interesting it's really interesting everyone we speak to a lot a lot comes back to childhood for sure um then you'll get like yeah people who say like wolf of wall street or something like that very like very business then you get the people who love the inspirational films so they'll be like rocky or Something like that, and, and and then you, yeah, and then you get people who are com- completely different. They want films to detach to them from their day to day, and so I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. Like I love the the flashy movies, like I guess like an entourage movie or maybe Wolf of Wall Street. Like um, I, I I do like those movies, but I guess that that's just the first thing that came to my mind, and it's the movie I've probably seen close to a hundred times when I was younger.
0: Yeah. I think you can judge a person on that, but (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah.
0: Emily, you've been, you've been an awesome guest. How can, how can people get in touch?
1: Um, Well, thank you, Joel. So we've got our website, which is com. but you can also find us on Instagram, bethrills underscore underwear or TikTok. It's the same. Bathrooms underscore underwear. Um, we are only shipping between Australia and New Zealand at the moment, but we do definitely hope to open it up to the US, Canada, and the UK over the next twelve months. Um, but if you have a friend in either of those countries, Australia or New Zealand, they could post you some underwear. And um, yeah, that definitely reach out, um, drop us a line, or give us a follow. We'd definitely appreciate any any um, support. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having us.
0: No worries. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks, Joe.